Welcome to Chica and the Man. And I'm your co-host, Sonia Iris Lozada, and I am Chica. And I'm Alex Greenwood, and I am the Man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of 2022. This is Sonia. And this is Alex, and she is Chica, and I am... The Man. I was going to say... I'm excited to not only speak to our listeners, but to you, my dear friend. How are you? How's, how, how was your new year? Did anything crazy happen in the transition from 21 to 22? Nothing at all. The only exciting thing, oh. and that was on New Year's, well, I didn't want to drive all the way to Palm Desert. That's like two hours, and that's where my oh, sister's at. Right. So I stayed home, and Universal Studios, for those of you that don't know, I live in Los Angeles, right by Universal Studios. They have fireworks. So I just looked out my window and saw the fireworks. That sounds lovely, though. We have fireworks in our neighborhood, but it, it's, it involves people um, with firearms shooting straight in the air, so it's not safe to go outside. No, I would not think so. Yeah, yeah. here... Um, yeah. We have, we had that and I, you know, New Year's Eve is when mm -hmm. I like to take out a book, see what's on, what music is on TV for that. And yeah. just like chill and welcome in the new year as, you know, prosperous and calm and happy and, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, I think I saw a bit of Pete Davidson and, uh, Miley Cyrus uh, doing their bit, and uh, I, I don't know. My daughter's thirteen, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, it's it's certainly not Dick Clark's New Year's Eve anymore. No, well, no. I think they did have the ball drop right, but you had to have tickets, and there was only a limited amount of people that were being let into that. I think that happened to me when I was a teenager, so it was all it was all good. But you know, I uh, anyway, New Year's is always been very anticlimactic for me now the best new year's eve i ever had i will tell you this it was uh in a little town you may have heard of i'm casey Kasem, and the little town you may have heard of it's called london town actually i was in london for i think is when it would turn shoot i don't remember what year but it was around the turn of the century it wasn't the turn of the century but it was around then and there's nothing like hearing big ben go off on new year's in london and i mean and sorry but i've got to go with the, the obvious dong joke but i mean there's something about that dong going off it's pretty crazy <laughs> i've never been out of town for new year's and i remember once you know how when you're younger and you just don't want to you think you're going to miss all the parties because there's all these parties going on so you're driving from party to party well we ended <laughs> yes. up <laughs> we ended up spending new year's in the car because we had to get to all these parties because we you yeah. didn't time it right huh no we didn't you know and it's like oh well happy new year everybody <laughs> have you ever kissed somebody from one year to the next i've done that a few times if i have i don't remember that sounds like something Ooh. that i probably would have done but i don't remember yeah like i mean in my high school girlfriend and i did uh i think it was from 84 to 85 or something like that and then a couple of others but yeah, it's a little overrated. Um, you Maybe know, I didn't have a boyfriend then. Huh? I was going to say. <laughs> what, what, what kind of losers were you dating that didn't want to kiss Sonia, you know? Well, no, I don't think that I had one at the time. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't remember. You, 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 have, you have very high standards. That's your problem. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, with people, I'm super easygoing. And editing, That's why you do a show with me. Yeah. <laughs> When it comes to editing, I'm picky. When it comes to uh, like- She is terribly picky. With, with editing, yeah. But otherwise, no, in fact, I had an audition today and I Tell was- me more. I was editing for, yeah, it's a commercial audition. And what happens now is you do a lot of self-tapes so they, they rarely bring you in. Once in a oh, while- Oh, you do it from home. Yeah. So I did it from here. I don't know if I'll get it, but it was- uh, well, I shouldn't say it's a commercial. <laughs> can you can you give us just in general? Was it a product or a service? It's can a product. A product. Sonia came in. Now your agent. I'll your tell you. I could tell you. Say, it's a computer product. I could go like that. But I don't want to say. Did which your one. agent call you or did? did how no, no. It's through my agent. And your agent 
Well, how does that work? Does your agent call or email you? How does that work? I'm dying to know. Um, what happens is there's a program, um, there's a, a service called Casting Networks. Right. Right. And my agents, the commercial agents use that a lot. So what happens is they'll get a casting office. They'll go, I'm on there. So you can find me, you can find my contact, who's my agent and everything. And so they saw my picture and they want, they asked for me to submit. And so my agent contacted me and told me to submit. And then they send so you a link. Now. Yeah, they send yeah. you a link. They tell you what they're looking for. They tell you how to do the audition, basically. Like if you were in the office, they would describe the scene. And so, but they describe it online and then you just do it. Yeah, when I was, when I had an agent back when dinosaurs walked the earth, it, uh, yeah, my agent would just call me and just tell me, get, get your butt in here. You know, it was that kind of thing. Well, they so. do that still. I mean, it depends. Oh, on do what they? It is. Yeah, especially if it's like uh, one time I got offered an, uh, a gig in a movie. And my agent was trying to get a hold of me and I didn't realize my phone was on silent. <laughs> he was so mad at me. He knew where I worked. So he called through the main line. He goes, why haven't you picked up your phone? You booked a job. They want yes or no right now. <laughs> I'm oh my like, gosh. Do you remember I, what it was for? Oh yeah. It's a movie I did called out of the wild, uh, out of the wild. Tell me more. Tell it's me about a, that movie. It's a movie I play like a woman that raised this girl. So I'm like, you know, nanny, housekeeper, whatever, like the mother figure because she doesn't have a mother. So she knows that I play basically the, the theme of my character is the sage. So I'm the sage in the story, but I'm quirky. like you and me then you're, you're my sage. Oh, thank you, sweetie. And you're my joy. How can I say that? You make me laugh all the time. <laughs> That's because I'm very amusing unintentionally. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody wants to see my acting video, it's on my website, sonialozada.com. But anyway, so I have that on there. And it's kind of like a court because I'm, I'm, I, I tell her what, you know, life, what to expect and all this other kind of stuff. And then I'm also like, you know, she's a terrible driver. And I'm trying to warn the guys like... <laughs> No, how about you drive? And then he goes, no, she could drive it on. <laughs> but you can see, I, I put a couple of clips on my website. It's in the gallery. Well, and, that, section. and you know what I love about that? Besides the fact that I'm, I, I need to go see that. And I actually, I actually, I've looked at your IMDb because I'm going to go start watching all your shiz and start telling you bits about it. But it leads us right into what we're talking about today, which is cars. Yes. So. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just seriously, it just look at how, it's almost as if you engineer this whole discussion. Um, yeah, so I'm curious, and I, I'll start because I'm going to ask you. Okay. Your first car, tell me all about it. My first car, and I did not buy a car for a long time because I was one of those people that said, okay, the monthly payment is this, the insurance is that, um, yeah. the gasoline is this much money. And I said, why do I want to spend 500 bucks a month when I could spend $50 on a bus pass? You know, that's kind of was my thing. So I went a long time without having a car. And since I'm from Chicago, transportation, their public transportation is really good. Then I came out to LA and oh my God, you need a car. Cause yeah. it takes you it's, it's, that's, <laughs> hours. That's no joke, right? That's that's no joke though. There's is what but is there no public transport in LA? You know, it's gotten better. Before it was only buses, but you know, buses could only go as fast as your cars. And then I I I would get harassed, you know, this young hot little thing, and I would get harassed and people grab you on the bus. So I didn't want to take the what bus. Do you mean anymore. grab you? You like you mean grab like... your butt and <laughs> Yeah, because you're, you're sandwiched and people are, are touching you. And one time I was yeah. telling this one guy, stop touching me because I'm not going to stay quiet. He manhandled me. And this mm -hmm. other guy was sitting down. He goes, sit down here. And he gave me his seat because that guy kept. And I was embarrassing him and he still wouldn't, wouldn't stop. So that's when I said, I'm getting a car. My first car was a Mazda 626. And it was an adorable car. It was from the 80s. And it looked like a mini BMW, like the old fashioned BMWs. And I love that car until yeah. I, I had it parked outside and someone 
crashed into it where it was when it was parked. Oh no! Was it totaled? Oh jeez. Well, it was totaled because what happened was she hit the Cadillac behind me. The Cadillac hit my car, and my back end kind of the Cadillac was higher than my car, so it, it my my tail end really went down, and it messed up the frame. So I I had to get an another car. What was your first car? It was actually in high school because I'm in the Midwest and where we also have no public transport. We don't even have freaking sidewalks. Uh, <laughs> what I had, we don't, not where I came from, no Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a, a Nova, Nova. It would not go. No, it was a four-door yellow Nova, but I loved it because seriously, Sonia, I was looking for drive-in movie comfort, you know, the back seat. The whole thing. I wish it had been cool. I had a, my buddy of mine had a two door Nova. I had a four door Nova. But there's a point where my my parents were just helping me, and 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 anyway, it just took forever to get it. And I was at a point where it's like I don't care. And so I had that through high school, and yeah, it served me well. I got rid of it as soon as I could, uh, and then my dad gave me the family car within a couple of years, which I took to college, which was. A 1974 Chevrolet Impala two-door with a 400 cubic inch engine. Oh my God. It was awesome. The front end looked like the Batmobile. It was the the M. It was so great. And I I mean, listen, I got into more trouble in that car. Not just because of the big back seat, but because... I was going to say they had a big back seat. (laughs) The back... So you know, eh? My dad was a mechanic who was well-known in the Midwest for repairing 1940s cars. People would drive from Michigan and bring these, you know, they they look like Al Capone cars to him. Oh, sure. But even a 74 like mine was compared to how they are now. It had all this chrome. I mean, chrome bumpers. Not yeah, they like, were beautiful. Oh, not like rubber. I, <laughs> no, and I, it was so lovely. I did. You have a bench seat. That. I'm sorry. All right, you oh, drove yeah. the wheels oh, yeah. off oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I had a bench seat. Listen, did you have a bench seat I, I, in the I, front too? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Those bench yeah, seats we... made me laugh because you would slide. You turn around the corner. Now you're you're hugging the yes. the driver. Then you turn left. <laughs> Now you're like up against the wall. <laughs> I did so many door. hard left turns when I was dating. Hard, so many hard left turns just so I could, you know, we, we'd say SOB, slide over, baby. And we'd just go over and then they'd come right <laughs> in you. And I'd be all like, hey, no, yeah, I was smooth, not anyway, but it, oh, that car. And I mean, to this day, and I, it had AM, FM radio. I mean, an AM, FM radio. I don't know, because they were all AM, yeah. Yeah, people, oh, young people don't know that. Much. Oh, no. And they're, of course, they're listening going, AM, FM radio. Okay. Not satellite, not a CD player, not, uh, you know, not a thumb drive, not a not CR satellite, none of that stuff. No, but it, no it GPS? was. No GPS? You ain't had to read maps. No GPS. <laughs> oh, man. Well, but if I had GPS, I couldn't have got lost with my dates, you know? I mean, That's seriously. true. Yeah. No, I had more fun. I mean, in fact, one time we we took the, the drive in, but we, we doubled and we knew like we were with a couple who weren't going to maybe get as busy as we might have. So what we did was we backed in the car and we popped the, the trunk and half of us sat in the trunk. I mean, it was that the trunk was that big. You know what I'm saying? We were in the back. And, but oh, that's when man, you couldn't I, escape the trunks if the, if the trunk closed. They didn't no, have but the we release popped switch. It. Yeah, oh. <laughs> but we were in the back and we just popped it and sat in it and we had lawn chairs and oh, okay. uh, Mid- it's a Midwest thing, but it, 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 oh my God. It's tailgating was... with a car. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, seriously, Sonia, you know, a 74 Pontiac Impala or Pontiac, excuse me, Chevrolet Impala uh, two door. That's a long ass car. I mean, you know, uh, tail to tail to the tip to, to the tip. It's, it's long. And yeah. And it would go fast. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I did something stupid. And I hope my kids don't listen to this. But I mean, it would go to 120 on the, the speedometer. One time I took it to 110 and scared myself so bad. I never did it again. Thank God. <laughs> I was scared. I did it on the interstate. I did 110 miles per hour in that thing. And, if, and let me tell you something. If something had gone wrong, 
You would have been dead. Those those car, those cars killed you, because oh, yeah. it's not like now you're made to like bounce off your car. You would not yeah. bounce off of that. That thing would just kill you instantly. It's lap you're you're belt, like under never, all that metal. I'm sorry. Lap belt, yeah, lap belt. Uh, the only seatbelt was a lap belt, and then you had all that. Right. I would have become one with the dashboard, and that would have been it. I would have been gone. But uh, it scared me. So, but one thing that did happen, and this is when we had to get rid of it. I was about my end of my first year, maybe my second year in college, or almost my, no, it was my first year. And a buddy of mine, we were taking it and I put the cruise control on and the cruise control uh, had about 80 heading from our small college town back to Oklahoma city. And the cruise control locked, could not stop the car. Oh my God. You know, that's your carburetor, wasn't it? Yeah. Too much fuel oh in the carburetor. Yes. How did, oh my gosh. Well, of course you're a mechanic's daughter. You know very well. Well, I didn't. And know it happened time, to I me. Just... I thought I wasn't Same? Chris. I thought my car turned into Christine. <laughs> exactly. For those of you who don't well, know what Christine is, an old film where the car has a mind of its own. <laughs> oh my God. We, we were down the, and I just told him, I looked at my buddy. I said, I'm not joking. Around. He's like, quit, quit effing around. I'm like, no, I'm serious. It's not stopping. And I said, what are we going to do? And then he said, I don't know. And I said, well, I guess what I'm going to do, we're going to go for a good long street. I said, we're getting ready to hit some curves. That scares me because we're going along at a pretty high clip and I can't stop this. And I said, I'm going to turn off the key. That's how you stop it. Do. Okay, good. <laughs> so we got to, and he's like, and I said, brace for impact, man. You know, he's doing the whole thing. And it was like, you know, Captain Kirk on the Enterprise has a brace as much as we did for that. But I turned it off and then we coasted over the side and restarted. And it was still a little wonky. Got home and I told my dad and he was just like, that's it. And I think part of it with him, though, he just did not like me having that much power uh, in a car. And uh, so guess what I replaced to <laughs> And by my own request. I said, a Toyota? A Chevette? Yes. <laughs> so you go from a Chevrolet Impala 400 cubic inch engine to a Chevette. And my dad was like incredulous. He said, why? I said, it's cheap gas. It's a little thing. It's no big deal. He got me one. It had been spray painted blue. It was beat up. But you know what? It, it, it did me well. I remember when I bought it, I went, drove up, and uh, my buddy, where was my roommate, and his girlfriend who didn't like me, she said, oh, you got a new car. And she said, what'd you get? And I said, oh, it's just a little... Just a little, uh, what did I say? It was like, it's, it's an 82 vet. She goes, oh. And I was like, yeah, it's a Chevette. You know, don't get too excited there, honey. My second car was like a family car. My sister oh. waited a couple years for this guy to sell it to her. It's a 68 mm -hmm. Camaro. It still Ooh. had the straight six engine in it. Whoa, wait, you're still, still a Camaro is not a family car. No, it's not a family car, but it went through my family. So my sister oh, got it. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. You know, With we kept it in the family. Though, huh? It had a straight six, which for the people I know, most of you do not know what a straight six is, but it V8 right. engines, V4s, we, most people know what that is. A straight six is in a row. The pistons are in a row. And the only way to start the car was you had to put it on first. No, no, it didn't even have first. It had high and low and reverse. High was like drive. Low right. was like, you know, at first or something. And then, uh, then reverse. But if you don't know how to drive that, you have to put it in, fir in, in low first to start it. Just like if right. you were doing stick. You almost drive, it's, right. like, it's called a semi-automatic car. Yeah. And then one time they tried to steal it. They stole all the chrome off of it. I was so pissed. Oh, no. My whole dashboard, they stole all the chrome. And that's original. Wow. That was original chrome. So, you know, they got a good, a good deal with that. Then they tried to steal the car. And when the police came to my house to take the report, he says, what kind of car is it? I go, 68 Camaro. He goes, oh, well, that's in somebody's uh, garage being taken apart in pieces. <laughs> chop shop yeah yeah and so he um then i go yeah i kind of figured so he comes back a couple hours later he goes i found your car i'm like you did he goes yeah it's two streets over <laughs> so i went and like and i saw it was like here's the curb is straight and the car's on an angle into the curb they didn't know how to drive it huh. they didn't know 
because the car won't go unless you know how to drive it you know it's like right. driving yeah. it's like basically driving stick they but yeah. it's an automatic but it's a semi <laughs> i got my car back but you know i had to drive on a screwdriver for a while <laughs> Oh my god. My my dad had a 66 uh, Le Mans. Uh-huh. Two-door stock. Yeah. And uh he needed a screwdriver to get in the trunk. I remember that. I still remember that. Something happened. Somebody tried to break into it so he just right. used a screwdriver. And they removed that's so the funny, key. Though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Look yeah. at us. Look at us. We're from a different world to a lot of people, aren't we? Oh we my god, yes. Stuff. Um what was another thing? What was your what was your car after your Chevette? After the Chevette. Well, I graduated college, got into grad school. This was a not a metro, a geo. What was the geo sedan? And it was my uh, it was a four-door red geo sedan that was my brother's who gave it to my parents, and there was some kind of contretemps with them. So anyway, I don't remember what it's called. It was it was that. It was horrible. I it, it was it was transportation. I don't remember much more. I keep my cars for a really long time unless, you know, they're they're totaled or they're stolen. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say children. Yeah. The next car I I got is the one I have now. I bought it twenty years ago. What you got? I have a Nissan Altima. Is it the Altima car? Let's just say when I bought it, I was really glad I got the extended warranty. <laughs> Ouch. Because, you know, Nissan's supposed to be good. Well, let's see. I think after that, I'm trying to think. I've had a lot of cars for here and there, but I've never had a lot. I can only say I've only had like three new cars in my whole life. I've had a lot of cars, I guess. But only usually for a couple of years for use. You know, they, they wear out because we get it at the end of their life. I'll tell you my favorite car I ever had. Okay. I bought, I bought... Right before my daughter was born, my gosh, I bought, that would have been 13 years ago. So it was right about then. I bought a um, 2001 Saab convertible. I paid cash for it, like three grand at a used car lot. And I had more fun with that Saab, although it was expensive as you know what to fix it. Yes, it is. But I loved it because it was like, finally, it was like the fun, cool car. Well, I thought it was. I think kids laughed at me when they saw me in it. But I had that until about, what year is this? 22? Mm-hmm. I got rid of it, sold it for like a grand, uh, and it was ready to go. I sold it for about a grand to a college kid, and they got mad because the roof leaked. They said, it's a convertible, it's a Saab, it's from 2001, what do you expect? I thought they understood that. Anyway, uh, the roof leaked. Uh, but anyway, uh, it did. It, and you couldn't take it in a car wash because you would just, you'd be, you wear, wear a bathing suit in the car wash with it. And those frankly. are, those are so expensive to replace. Oh yeah. And the sob, of course the sob is no more. Um, anyway, no, it was around 20, eh, who cares about five years ago. Wait, 2014. What is this? Oh, it was about, oh my God, it was seven years ago now, six years ago. Uh, I went and I go to CarMax. I don't buy new. I'm too cheap to buy new. I buy new used if I can. And I went to CarMax and I found a, a Ford Escape. It's a very suburban uh, hybrid, uh, you know, kind of no. uh, vehicle. And it's served me well. And frankly, it's funny. I, if I wash it and drive up, people think it's brand new. I've, I keep it in the garage. It's, I only drive it about 5,000 miles a year. It's fun. Yeah, I don't drive my, well, especially the last two years. It kind of annoyed me because I had to renew my registration. And mm-hmm. they raised my registration, even though I haven't been driving my car much that's not right yeah and i had to get a smog check in california we have to get smog checks i don't know if you do by you but it's like every two oh, years. smog check yeah yeah so i had to do that so today was a 200 dollar day ouch yeah um I mean, now where do you keep yet. it do you do you keep I, it on the street or do you have a no 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 i have a parking but it's um it's a carport oh good so you're not yeah. it's not sitting in the sun all day no, no, it's not. I mean, it, the car looks good for its age. I take care of it. I get all the oil changes. And to me, I want reliable because after I had that 68 Camaro, that thing was in the shop all the time. A person, yeah, yeah a person that should have that kind of car should be a mechanic because it's a really easy car to fix. But after, yeah. when I sold it, I sold it to my brother. That's why it's the family car. He took it back to Chicago 
And he says, he goes, how have you been driving this car? He goes, I'm doing, I'm turning the wheels back and forth like this just to go straight. <laughs> it's like, it, what, that's funny because you're an actress. It's like on TV though. Every time they're driving on TV, there's so much play in the steering wheel. Have you seen this? It's like, it's crazy. They must they're, have had my 68 Camaro. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like the, it's like that. We did a previous episode where we talked about the tropes in movies that always drive me crazy. One of them is the coffee cup. They act like it's not having anything in it. There's always a coffee cup with a lid on it, and the actors are just flinging it around like there's nothing in it. The other thing is this one. They're driving there because they're obviously on in the set. They're not in a real car, and they're just that. And when they're talking to somebody in the scene. They're staring at them across the seat from them. They're not looking at the road. It's like they look at the road like every, you know, I don't know, 40 seconds. It's like maybe you're wrecked by them. Anyway, sorry. Um, you know, but, but admit it though, you'll there's never been a cooler car than that Camaro, though. Oh, it was it was such a cool car. I would be driving it down the street and my friends were like, Oh, that guy wants your attention. That guy. And no, I go, he wants to know if I'm selling the car. And so you have always been so sensible about that thing. <laughs> And so she goes, no, open the window. You'll see. I go, okay, open the window. He goes, are you selling your car? I'm like, what did I tell you? <laughs> oh, but no, come on. Be fair. There, There is a, pardon me, but there's a very hot woman driving this hot car. That's that's the whole thing right there, right? Well, you, I don't, don't know if they were trying year. to, I don't know if that was their in line, but um, yeah, I would always get at, everybody would ask me if I was selling the car. And I mm -hmm. sold it to That's my brother and he put a V8 engine in it. He took it apart. He got it painted, sold it for 20,000. And now the car's worth like 40. Jeez. Wow. So did he inherit the uh, skills from your dad? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. About... Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Is that his profession? Is that what he does? No, no. He is, he started like, I don't know, when he was around 20 working for a company that they put the ice machines in the amphitheaters and restaurants in Chicago. Mm -hmm. right. And mm -hmm. then he got recruited by another company and he's with them now. But it, that's what they do. They but put what in does the he ice. Do? He manages the, um, I think he still manages the crew and he, you know, he likes to be out on the road. He doesn't like, he wasn't big on the desk part. He would just say, oh, you know, in Michigan, there's a nice machine that needs repair. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> have you had words with your sister-in-law about this or, you know? Oh, no, no. That made, they, they've been together for over 25 I'm years. Just, <laughs> just kidding. But you know what? That, that's probably wise because they have a little time apart. You know, that's, that's a good thing. No, they're, they're oh, really. Oh, man, that's interesting. Yeah, our family is pretty close in terms of, you know, uh, we follow up with each other. Call my dad a couple times a week. Definitely at that. Sunday at 9 a.m. Because he waits for my call at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, no, I, I get that. I, I had a long conversation with my mother who has had some health issues. I had her last weekend and. We, we had some, not to be downer, but we had a kind of a sad thing. Uh, my uncle, uh, my mother's uh, baby sister's uh, husband of 30 plus years, he died of COVID last oh, week. Oh, I'm and, so sorry. Uh, well, thank you. It's three uncles I've lost in 15 months. Is it all from COVID? Two from COVID, but one of them, the one I'm angriest about, to be honest with you, is the one who died, but he died alone because of COVID. He died back when you couldn't even go into the ICU to be able, he was having other issues, but he had to die alone and he didn't have his hearing aids. So he died not really being able to comprehend anything or be able to say goodbye to anybody. And that, that breaks mm -hmm. my heart. He was my favorite uncle on that side of the family. It breaks my heart. But uh, anyway, it, it's just, and then to lose my uncle Johnny uh, a few days ago, it's, and he was 66. That's it. Oh, that's young. I know very now my older the one the uncle I mentioned aforementioned was like 81 but still he was still he, I mean he I don't care what he didn't have to he was die vital. that way no no and then the other uncle was 86 and he had some issues but the COVID finished him off and but it, it's just uh anyway I know I, I didn't say that just to be a downer or get off things but it's it's just when I hear about 
what you said about your family, it's like, it's important. And, you know, I have a lot of issues with a lot of people in my family, but I'm trying very hard to just remember that we're here for a very finite amount of time. And maybe if it's not super important, maybe we could look past it just to say hello and comfort each other and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the reason I say it's sad that 66 is as young because you work your whole life for retirement and now you don't even get to enjoy it. Yeah, he didn't. He really didn't. And he, he left behind my aunt and a couple of grown sons and their families. And it's just, That's hard. and by the way, he, he got his shots and everything. It's just, he had, he had a comorbidity. I won't go into it, but he had a comorbidity, but he would, he could have made it longer without COVID is my point. And anyway, if you're listening and you're on the fence, get a damn shot. It's not for you. It's for other people. You know what? My nephew did not get vaccinated and he ended up with the Delta version of COVID. And he had, he was in the hospital for quite some time. We didn't know if he was going to live. And we sent all good, good vibes out his way, you know, prayers and blessings. And to this day, I mean, it's been a couple, I think a month he's been out. He still has to check his oxygen. He has to check oh, his oxygen it, all the time. And he's, and he's young. He's young. I was going to say, is he fairly young? Yeah. I mean, he's young. Well, well he's in his forties. I think he, or my, that's people. young. Yeah. And he, his children are, they're, they're grown. He had them pretty young. Let me see. I could tell you exactly hmm. how old he is. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's almost 50. <laughs> But still, still young. He's, he's, still young. he's really, he's super, super healthy. And I think that's the reason he, he was able to get better. Oh, sure. Because he did no, not no. have any pre-existing conditions. Did he incur any like medical bills from this? I have no idea. Like, was he in the hospital is my point? Yeah, he was in the hospital for over a month. So oh, yeah, he incurred some bills. I don't care if he has insurance or not. He, he, he incurred some bills. That's awful. Well, there you go again, too. But anyway, I didn't mean for this to go from cars to COVID, but I, uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I'll tell you cars. I, th I think, I think America has to move beyond cars. I think we're at a point where at least the cars we know, Sonia, the ones, the Camaro, the Chevrolet, uh, Impala, those are a thing of the past, but you know, they're doing some crazy cool things with electric cars where they're almost as fun looking. And, uh, I don't know. I'm at the age of my life where I think I will maybe have one, maybe two more cars in my life. And either one will be new. I just don't buy new. I think you're crazy to buy new. Oh, you well, then I'm crazy. A... I buy new. I buy new why? everything. Because. It's why? Because I fry everything with my touch. It's like if I don't have warranties, I actually use every single warranty I've ever bought. Do you have a CarMax where you live? I mean, you get a warranty on these cars. They're like a year, maybe two years old. No, I you want get, you get I, a warranty. I want five or ten. Because when I bought my car, the the warranty that came with it was two years. Okay. My car didn't have any problems for the first two years. I had to replace the transmission twice before its fifth year. And if I wouldn't What's, have had the no. extended warranty. I mean, all right. I can't talk you out of it. I, no, I didn't mean that the I, warranty was only one or two. I meant the car was only one or two years old, and then you could get an extended warranty when you buy it. That's what I'm saying. It's just that most cars, they depreciate by X percent when you drive it off the lot. Oh, yeah. A couple and thousand. And yeah. But here's it. the difference. Here's why I do it. I'll just tell you real quick. The Ford I have, the Ford Escape, instead of the basic model or the kind of midsize model, by waiting and buying a year and a half old car, I got the loaded titanium brand uh, of the escape uh, for next you know for discount i mean what i would have paid new i got a brand new loaded one except it was a year and a half old and it's been great i've never had a problem with it so i'm just saying it's a 2014 it's 2022 gosh we're looking but you know what there's no point in trying to buy a car right now there's no inventory oh right now. i and and you are paying like crazy and plus what am i going to do buy a brand new car and have it parked where am i going i leave the house yeah, twice twice uh, uh you know a month because i go grocery shopping or i uh, get together with some of my friends and we go out to dinner or lunch or something you only uh, go to the grocery store twice a month yeah it's, it's only me really yeah what don't you run out of things uh fresh products i might have to go back more often but yeah is there a bodega nearby where you could just uh, uh la you i have to drive to the nearest grocery store mm-hmm 
because it's about a mile away. I've walked it. You can't walk a mile? Seriously? Yeah, I could walk a mile. I don't have a problem walking five miles. The problem is, how am I going to carry everything back? Can you get the torta? The what? A torta. I love those. They're delicious. Oh, the, the, the meal, a torta, a sandwich. No, because I did that mm. once and I had a backpack. I swear to you, it was so freaking heavy to bring it back. <laughs> That's a heavy torta. <laughs> and what backpack? <laughs> you, you gotta, for the Spanish listeners, I don't think he's, he understands what torta could be mean derogatory. A torta sandwich, a sandwich, a sandwich, right? Yes, but it can also mean something else. <laughs> Oh, wait, is it what, what else going to mean? I am I not going to say it on air. Why? Is it something filthy or something? Did I say something wrong? It, I did it, not know. No, 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 no. It can be. It can be taken that way. See, the thing was with Spanish is that there's the standard Spanish and then there's the colloquial kind of Spanish that each culture has. And you have to yeah. watch that they, because what is something simple to us is a bad word for another Spanish culture. I sincerely did not mean. Anything. I know, I know you did it. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm flirty, birdie, and silly, but uh, I just assumed it was that lovely, wonderful sandwich you'd get the bodega. Well, you know, and tortas are great sandwiches. I will not argue there. What else uh, are they? My my sister. No, we went to, <laughs> we went to Mexico, and this is how you mix up, you know, languages. I'm Puerto Rican. My heritage is Puerto Rican. I, I always clarify that because I was not born and raised in Puerto Rico. And so what happens is we replace a lot of the R sounds, like the rolling R's with an H sound, like cajo, you know, instead of carro. We know the difference. We know that when we have to speak Spanish, we roll the R. That's, that's not here or there. But my sister, instead of saying that she was running down the street and that's why her legs hurt because she was in a restaurant we were in a restaurant in mexico and she went to the ladies room came back and she's like stumbling down the stairs and the guy says not stumbling but it's like you could tell it's a it's a chore to go down the stairs and the guy says are you okay he goes oh yeah you know i she's telling him i was running down the street and that's so basically she was jogging down the street and that's why her legs hurt but she said Instead of saying corriendo to mean I was running, she said cogiendo, and it's just that H sound, and that means I was getting it up and down the street. That's why my legs hurt. Because they were like presumably in the air too much? No. Cogiendo was to, to get, and corriendo uh -huh. is to run. Okay. Think of what I just said. She, she was getting it up and down the street? That's why her legs hurt. Right, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they were like, never mind, <laughs> never mind. We'll leave wait, it so at wait. that. <laughs> wait, no, but no, you started it. Now, torta and give me the difference. You don't have to say exactly. What's... It depends on the context of how you're using it. Like if you use it like a sexy little thing, it comes across as you might be speaking of a woman's anatomy. And how would you pronounce this? It's just I mean, the between same way. Torta... It's the same way. Okay, it says, oh, a mí me gusta. Well, uh, I like okay, to eat torta sandwiches. Not a big deal, right? But if you go, right. oh, I like to eat tortas. <laughs> it's like you just totally changed the connotation of what you just said. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like if you're looking at a, an attractive woman and you might say from the Midwest, you might say she has a lovely caboose. Well, a caboose is the rear end of a train or although oh, the way you say it though, it's, it's the torta thing. It's a lot sexier than a caboose. Uh, I, I assume they were talking about her butt. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, 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 it, okay, I'm talking about a sandwich and somebody else might be talking about, wait, am I thinking of a different, you know no, what, we're no, going to leave this alone. Yeah, it, it just depends on your delivery. 
You know, uh -huh. if you're going to put sexy yeah. behind that, it changes the connotation of Do it. Do I need a leer or something? You know, you know, like, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, okay. Now I'm embarrassed. Oh, don't be embarrassed. I mean, how would you know that? I see. I wouldn't because yeah. obviously I'm a gentleman and a gringo. Yeah. Although, can I tell you something funny I did? I'm not going to recreate it here. Okay. Did you see on my Instagram though, a few weeks ago, when I did my Alan Rickman impression. No. It, it was so good. It was a video, the whole thing. I had the eyelids and the thing. My hair looked like him. In the, and I was doing the whole line from uh, uh, Die Hard, which I, I, I had, I rewatched Die Hard this Christmas for the first time in like 20 years, just to see whatever I was talking about, you know, whatever, because it was a Christmas movie. So. And I did one, but I did this whole bit with it. And it was so good that, it, of course it disappeared. Uh, I, my friends were like, why haven't you been doing that forever? That's the best Alan Rickman. And now I've been trying to recreate it and I can't. But he, I do that whole that whole line he says about Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. McLean. I, but I, it was so perfect in the moment. And now my little tortas aren't working. But yeah, anyway. well, you know, that, that's, that happens sometimes. When you're having fun with it, your delivery is always mm. better. If you're not having yeah. fun with it, your delivery is not. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's uh, what I had to tell myself yeah. today when I was doing this audition. Just have fun. You just have to have fun. Enjoy what you're doing. Because... And it was something electronic, huh? What do you mean? The, oh, a submitted self-tape. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. Yeah, the, the product was, was... A computer. Computer or electronic or something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I've heard of this product? Oh, Yes. Does it involve tortoise? No. <laughs> I could just see me doing the commercial without like, eating a sandwich, you know, unless that's it was a food commercial. And then the director says, no, Sonia, no, this is about a sexy computer, not a sandwich. <laughs> not a sandwich, right? You know what? I did that print job back in August of last year. I have never seen it. Yeah. Never saw, I've never, it's a print job, so it would be in magazines and stuff, but yeah, I've never seen the ad. I should look now, it did up. Did I tell you, you should, and I want to see it. Did I tell you when I was young, my early 20s and I had an agent, there was an underwear thing. Like oh, really? it would be Which like one? in a Sears. I didn't do it. Um, and it wasn't because I was like embarrassed to be in my underwear. I could have used some money, but like she couldn't get a hold of me. That was back in the day. There weren't any beepers really at that point. Well, at least not for me, but mm -hmm. like I missed a shot at being in a local Sears or JC Penney circular in my underwear, which I'm kind of glad I missed in a way, but the money was probably pretty decent. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is like I get um, notices all the time. Do you want to submit to this? Do you want to submit to that? And I'm like, I look at the amount of money and I, it's like 50, are they crazy? $50. $50. Now, did I tell you? Did I tell you about Mrs. Claus? I think I did. Did we talk about that previously? No, no. That would have been great for the year-end episode. What happened with Mrs. Claus? It... So, <laughs> and as we, as we, and this is going to be our wrap-up, I think, because it's almost time. But so I'm watching. Uh, this was around before. This was before Thanksgiving. So I'm watching uh, Thursday Night Football or something. And, you know, they start the right around before Thanksgiving, all the Christmassy, and usually it's the car commercials, right? And it's usually like a car commercial. And there's a big bow in the front yard. Yeah. Like, who does this? Who buys their wife or their husband a car and whatever? And one comes on, but it's not that. It's this, it, it, the commercial starts and there's this cozy fireplace and a woman reading in a chair and a dog comes in and she looks at the dog and she says, not again. And I'm like, Oh, I, I, I said, that girl, looks, that lady looks familiar. She's kind of attractive. She looks familiar. And so I, I stop it and I, you know, you got DVR, you just run things back. And I watch it again. I'm like, oh man, she looks so familiar. And then I, I thought, oh, and I watched the rest of the commercial. And what happened is Mercedes, and that's where uh, apparently the dog was she's mrs claus apparently mm -hmm. santa forgot this dog who was supposed to be a gift for somebody so she gets in a mercedes suv 
Have you seen this one? No. And she's driving through the snow and everything, and the, the license plate says Mrs. C, and she's doing all this. She gets there and shows up, and there's Santa kind of looking embarrassed, and she's and and gives him the dog, and they they they, they go back, and there's a shot of her sitting there. And my God, it's not my it's not my ex wife. It is. It's my ex wife. This Mrs. Claus. <laughs> it's like she looks familiar. It's your freaking ex wife. How could you not know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just. Oh like my God, that's hysterical! I, you don't recognize your like, own ex wife. Well, I, but she's got. <laughs> you know, they made her up a little. I, mean, I haven't seen. I haven't laid eyes on her in person in god 27 years or something so it's oh, just okay uh, yeah what, what, what do you think i see, see her every day what do you think? no <laughs> no i thought it wasn't 27 years you know well i mean i've been married to my current wife for 15 and uh yeah oh no I, she was uh filed that marriage under uh starter and uh, uh too young but 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 the good news is is that we're we're like we're not best buddies but we're, we're friendly on facebook and stuff and i I had to finger and let her know I saw it. <laughs> but it's so funny. I had a friend, best friend who knew her and knows me, of course, my, one of my best friends. He's like, you're not going to believe this when I just saw it. I'm like, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> oh, that's so it's bizarre. So, I mean, so strange, right? <laughs> it is. I did a stupid thing like that. I mean, sorry, I don't think you're, what you did is stupid, but, but not recognizing. Oh, excuse that. me. <laughs> <laughs> but I did a stupid thing. And I'm looking at the, I'm at, I'm by Warner Brothers and I'm, you know, I'm on the right lane and I see this guy coming on, uh, <laughs> I, I, I told you the story before, right? I know this, keep, keep going. It's a great one. Okay. And then I, I see this guy coming on the golf cart and there's a driver in him and I'm looking at him and he's got a beard and everything. And I'm like, I know this guy. I know this guy, but I'm thinking it's someone I know personally. So I'm trying to, before he makes it across, you know, the street, uh, I go, I know this guy, I know this guy. And I'm looking at him and looking at him and looking at him. And then I look at him and I go, it was George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Who you had appeared in ER with. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was after Seriana, you know, he was a little heavier and he Heavy had the set. beard and everything oh, yeah. still, you know. Did, so, he, did he look back at you, though? Did he acknowledge you? I think he did, Oh, right? Oh, yeah. He kept staring at me like, he was looking at me like, let's see how long it takes her to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> and when I pointed at him and went, oh, he started laughing. He was just waiting for that moment. <laughs> He seemed like such a wonderful guy. Oh, you know, everybody that has met him that, you know, has gone to a party and met, they, no one, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him. It's, he's always, a, yeah. he just knows how to just talk a, to people, you know, it's I a wish, genuine person. I wish I had that skill. I mean, it's like, did I tell you about the one time and I know we need to wrap this up when I was on ER everybody wanted to get his autograph so they're all like they look like they're about to jump on him right and then what he did instead of letting him them crowd his space he took a step forward and they all got in line he owned his space i i went like i'll be freaking was he taught that or did someone um or is that you know natural I said, I got to use that. When I feel overwhelmed and people come in and attack me, I'll just step one step forward. And I mean, he then just, everybody's kind of. Yeah, yeah, everybody just backed off and then they got in a line to get his autograph. I wish I would have gotten his autograph, but I didn't. I was practicing <laughs> my crying scene so much I couldn't get happy. <laughs> well, you know, to, to me, it's like, it's like um, but you have, you can, I don't know if you own it on DVD, you have that episode forever. And if anybody ever doubts you didn't do a movie, you know, or a TV show, there it is. Or, or you did Christian Bale. There's you have a scene with Christian Bale in a film. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. You don't need an autograph. And you know, you're a professional actress, and there's a certain level of decorum. And I, I appreciate you and applaud you for not asking. To be honest, as a PR guy, I've had my share of. I've not had a lot of A-listers, but some, you know, others who come through town, and I have to escort them. I don't, I don't ask them for a picture or an autograph. I, I don't do it because I think. 
I'm above that. I mean, I certainly want to remember it, but I also feel like maybe the last thing I should be is the guy who is bothering them when they're trying to just, you know, you know what I mean? Like if I'm driving them from their hotel to the local TV affiliate to do two and a half minutes with, you know, uh, Mr. Knee Slapper in the morning, you know, I just feel like the last thing he needs is for me to be like, can I get a picture with you? You know what I mean? So I just don't, but I don't, I'm not saying that's wrong. I get the impulse, but in LA, you gosh, you see everybody everywhere. Yeah. You could see them at a restaurant or whatever. Like one of the things my, my friend told me, she goes, I don't, how do you like do scenes with these famous people? I'd be like going crazy. And so I go, it's a job. If I go crazy, I lose the job. (laughs) Yeah. If and, I, and, and they're just yeah. people, right? I mean, I, I don't want yeah, to be real... like, they're just people, but you know, they are. No, and they're, you know, I've been lucky. I've, I've only worked on one set that was tense, but I've been really lucky with the, the jobs I have had. I've met some amazing people. Okay. I guess you can't say, but who's the biggest a-hole you ever worked with? Oh, I can't say, but uh, you know, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think I had, I've, come across an a-hole um i've come across someone that was difficult they weren't difficult with me they liked me a lot but (laughs) i have a way that people like to tell me their stories and you know this about me they like to tell Mm me and i would go in the in the in the makeup room and this actor would be complaining about the director and then i'd walk outside and the director was talking about the actor. <laughs> like, I, and all I could say is, I understand. I understand. I'm not getting in the middle of that. I am not getting in the middle of, of, of somebody's war. I'm just not. No. Well, you're not going to win. No, and it's not, you know, it's, they both liked me. I, you know, um, I just, you know, I like to keep peace. I'll speak up when I right. really think something's super unfair, but... On something like that, why am I going to get in the middle of that? It's not going to do anything. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. I like that about you. You know You know what you're going to do what? when that what? happens? You're going to be like, my name's Paul. Let's train y'all. I'm going to go get my Camaro and drive away like we're going to do right now because I think we are I think we are done. Episode. So anything, any last words before we hang up? Just wanted to say thanks to everybody who bought my latest pilots, Faith. I've got great reviews from Kirkus online book club and midwest book review if you haven't got it already please think about getting it it's the last in my john pilot mystery series pilots faith that's p-i-l-a-t-e apostrophe s faith y'all gotta have faith and we are about to sign off and look for listen to poetic resurrection we have poets we're coming to the end of the season and I don't know what I'm going to do for next season. So I, I'll fill you in next time Alex and I get together. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. And don't forget, if you uh, miss me too much, there's Mysterious Goings On and PR After Hours podcasts, wherever you get your favorite sounds. Yes, for both of us. Until next month, guys, having a, a pleasant month. God bless. She's Chica. And he's the man. Bye. You've been listening to Chica and the man. I'm the man, Alex Greenwood. And I am Chica, Sonia Iris Lozada. And we'll catch you next time right here on Chica and the Man.